Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. But today on the show, it is one of our monthly trailer roundups. It's the last month of the year, it's December, and we're going to look at a whole bunch of movies coming out in December. It is a packed month, and as usual, Jason Harris is joining us to talk trailers, just looking at the trailers and trying to guess on some puzzle pieces and try to figure out uh, what these movies are going to be like. And then we'll see, maybe we'll end up covering some of these next month. Uh, Before we get to it, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. You can, of course, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Good Pods, wherever it is that you're listening, make sure you're subscribed. And if you like the show, five stars would be nice. We are also, of course, on social media at PiecingPod. And we've got a Facebook group, the Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces Facebook group, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And, of course, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I am a music composer as well as a podcaster. And I have a new album coming out. And this episode will be coming out right before the pre-order launches. The album is called More Content, and the album will hit streaming December 30th. It'll be officially out December 30th, but the pre-order starts December 2nd, which is this coming Friday. And I'm so excited for you guys to all hear this music. I worked so hard on it, and I really think it's one of the best things that I've put out. And uh, yeah, there's going to be so much more about it. I've got a couple music videos on the way. I just revealed the album cover and a bunch of other stuff and a blog post over on my website. And uh, yeah, the pre-order's coming December 2nd, so pretty soon I'll be able to... uh, cut the music stuff from the intros of these conversations but i gotta plug away and let you know about the album so check it out more content this friday does happen to be a band camp friday so if you do still like getting cds supporting artists that way uh if you buy the cd on Bandcamp, they don't take a cut so uh there's no better time to buy my new album more content than this coming friday So uh, before we get to the conversation about the movies coming in December, I always like to take a look back at the month of November and read any listener puzzle pieces that we received on any of the movies we covered in the month of November. And we only had four episodes in November, so there's not as many 
uh, listener puzzle pieces, as there wasn't a lot of episodes for there to be puzzle pieces from. Uh, but we did get a bunch, uh, and I'm going to read those now. First up was The Banshees of Sharon, which Josie DeMarco over in the Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces Facebook group said, Penn and Teller get killed, which is a great suggestion for a puzzle piece. And honestly, a movie I haven't watched since I was like a kid, and I, I haven't seen any Penn and Teller stuff in so long. I would love to revisit that one of these days. That seems like it would be a really fun uh, thing to check out. She also mentioned a piece for Bones and All, which we haven't done an episode on yet, and maybe we still will. We'll see if that happens. But then up next was Weird, the Al Yankovic story, which is a just totally ridiculous uh, parody of music biopics about, of course, Weird Al Yankovic. And we got a few suggestions on this one. Uh, ben Blail mentioned Rudderless, which is a movie that I've never heard of, but he was describing it, and it sounds really great. And uh, I guess there's a scene with uh, somebody playing the drums, and it's very reminiscent of how the drums in the... Uh, I think it was the My Bologna scene. Yeah, that, that was a great uh, suggestion there. And I kind of want to watch that movie. It sounds really good. I was looking it up, and it, it sounds great. Uh, and then our buddy Chad Clinton Freeman mentioned The Rudels, which I've never seen, but uh, I, you know, we have the soundtrack over at my family's record store, Wax Tracks, and uh, I, I've always wanted to see it. Uh, I, I bet it's pretty great. And Top Secret, which is, of course, great. And, I mean, this movie does, you know, fit right along with all the classic parodies, so. So, uh, you know, definitely any of the big parodies could fit. So uh, I love that as a piece as well. So those were our listener puzzle pieces for the episodes in the month of November. So thank you. As always, uh, if we cover anything in December and you have any puzzle pieces in mind that we didn't mention during the episodes, send them in either by email, by Twitter, by Facebook, or in our, you know, popcorn and puzzle pieces group, and I will read them on the next trailer episode. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about some December trailers now. All right, Jason Harris is back with us. We're going to talk some trailers. It's, of course, the holiday season now, so uh, maybe we'll do some some fun Christmassy movies. What do you think, Jason? I think we got it, Dave. This is uh, my favorite time of year for movies. You get the holiday movies, so you got some big stuff. You got the award stuff coming in. Uh, it's all downhill once uh, New Year's comes, Dave. <laughs> yeah, although I will say, you know, it was a little weird scheduling this one because, as you said, we got the award stuff, and those release dates get kind of funky. Some of those are going to be in limited release, and then they come out in January or even later than that, and, like, so it's kind of all over the place, and we may still be talking about some of those movies next month or the month after, you know. Yeah, so, so bear with us. Speaking yeah. of... Uh, movies, Dave, I have to uh, ask you a question. I listened to your Piecing It Together uh, episode with Joe Black on uh, 3,000 Years of Longing. Did oh, you guys boy. do that in person? Uh, no. We, we we had seen another movie, uh, Glass Onion, together um, like before we did that episode, but not that one, though, no. Okay, that answers my next question, because I was just wondering if you had your heads up each other's asses for it or up your own asses. And uh, now I know the answer to that. Fair question. Fair question. Uh, I still, you're, you're just wait for our top 10 episode at the end of the year. You'll, uh, you'll have plenty more to say about that when we get to that one. But uh, 
Let's take a quick look back at November and uh, all the movies that we talked about on our last trailer episode and see what we actually got around to watching. Uh, starting off with The Wonder, which I did not watch. I was hoping to watch it yesterday. I just didn't actually get around to it. Did you see it? Stop the nonsense. Watch that movie right now. That yeah. is the best new release I've seen in months. Wow. Really, really good movie. I will have seen it by the end of the year for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think um, between me, you, and Josh, I don't know how you feel about it, but uh, it will probably make an appearance on one of our lists. I was very impressed. I think it's Florence Pugh's best performance to date, and uh, the mood, everything just kind of worked. The look, uh, there's a weird framing device I don't love, but otherwise, I I, I was shocked at, uh, you know, I feel like, Dave, the theme this year has been, have you watched that? Oh, yeah, I did. Well, I was going to, but then everyone said it wasn't that good. Or, yeah, and it wasn't as good as I wanted this one. Uh, believe the hype, son. That's exciting. I, I'm very yeah. much looking forward to it. Uh, next up was My Policeman, the uh, second of two big Harry Styles performances, which I did watch, and it was okay. Um, I certainly liked it better than Don't Worry, Darling. Wow, what a bar you've set. Yeah, right. <laughs> did you see this one? No. Yeah. Hey, Dave, I used to do this joke on stage uh, where I'd say, uh, uh, they say the rumor, because Harry Styles was in One Direction, right? Yeah. And uh, Zayn Malik was in One Direction. And they said the rumor One Direction broke up is because Zayn left One Direction to join ISIS. Did you know that, Dave? I that did was not. The rumor. And I think it's impressive if that's true, because then he could say ISIS is only the second worst group he was ever a part of. Mm. Second worst group. You got him, Jason. Yee. You got Yee. them. I got them so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> doesn't make sense to do that joke now. No, no. I think you missed your moment. But, uh, <laughs> I used to do it. <laughs> uh, next up was Causeway, which I did not get around to. I think you liked this one, too, didn't you? It's fine. I yeah. mean, it's not like it's not bad. Like, it's not like I'm saying one of these movies that we're all saying, like, oh, it should have been this and was this. It's a nice uh, piece. There's not much to it. It's basically two friends who uh, are both sad. And, um, you know, there's two big explosive scenes uh, that I liked. Um, but, yeah, they're both good. I mean, you know, she's a, she's a star. He's on his way to becoming, like, a star. So, yeah, it's fine. It's awesome. fine. It was a play, right? Uh, I believe probably, so. Probably yeah. works better as a play. Okay. Uh, Falling for Christmas, which I certainly had no intentions of actually watching. Uh, you being the Christmas guy, did you actually watch it? I'll make you a deal. I will come watch this at your house. Um, and every time something upsets me, I get to punch you in the dick. <laughs> fair. Absolutely fair. Uh, next up, Armageddon Time, which I'm actually going to watch after we finish recording. So I have not seen it yet. Did you get around to that? Yo, my guy, where's the hookup? I want to watch that. So, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't uh, wait. I'm looking forward to it. Even yeah, though it got very, it got very mixed reviews, but I'm still really looking forward to it. When when does James Gray ever not get mixed reviews though? Very rarely, right? He's absolutely. A, he's a particular filmmaker. Yeah, absolutely. Continuing in the Christmas spirit, I guess we had just as much Christmas last month as we do this month, but uh, Spirited, uh, which I did not watch. I, a lot of people really did love it, even though I was a little down on the idea of a Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell Christmas movie. Um, I watched it. Yeah, I watched did you like it. it? It was fine. Like, yeah. it's not bad. Again, like, I don't think it disappointed. It's just like, this is a two hour and 10 minute 
piece that could easily be an hour and 45. Mm. The musical numbers are really fun. The issue is that the music is better than the, th- those guys can't sing. They can act. Will Ferrell can sing a little, right? Yeah. But the other two, uh, Octavia Spencer, Ryan Reynolds really can't sing that well. So the music and the production outshines, um, the performer's ability to present that music, not, not in the, actual presentation but in the actual technical merit of their singing right (laughs) Right, so so um but it was okay it's not bad all right uh she said is another one that i'm hoping to catch up on in the next couple of days we've got the las vegas film critics society voting coming up in a couple days here unfortunately really flopped hard at the box office that seems to be like the major story out of this one it's like one of the biggest flops ever yeah uh uh, i don't know i know that you're disappointed because you thought it was a pro harvey weinstein movie and that's what you were looking for yeah my favorite Um, yeah 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 (laughs) so but um you and those other hacks Mm -hmm. those other goons yeah those other cucks in the uh, las vegas (laughs) film critics society we'll see if you awarded anything yeah (laughs) for sure uh poker face i don't know if that actually happened this is one of those straight to vod movies that we talk about sometimes we include on these lists and like nobody was ever going to talk about it and nobody has talked about it i have no idea if this movie actually came out if it does we will have a live viewing party how about that sponsored by piecing it together sounds like a plan god i'm realizing as we're going through this list i didn't watch shit in november which is funny because some of the movies we're talking about in our december list i've actually already seen so i guess i'm just watching all these screeners and that's the reason why yeah uh, because you have access from your gang of thugs over there from the las vegas critic society even though i'm on this podcast every month i don't count for some reason that's right that's right uh another uh box office disappointment uh devotion is up next uh did not see it it looked fun although it's weird because it's you know like we talked about to have glenn powell in two major aviation movies in one year is uh so strange but I i don't know I don't know why this went to theaters. This felt like this should have just gone right to Apple TV plus yeah. found its home there. And yeah, maybe it did pick the wrong year, but I just felt like uh, this looked very paint by numbers of yeah. this genre. So yeah, fair enough. Last was bones and all, which um, yeah, I didn't get to see this yet either. I, I'm hoping to watch it before the nominations time. Cause you know, obviously it is kind of a big one. Uh, and it's not out at the time, or no, it just came out at the time of recording, but I, you didn't see it, did you? No, but Dave, I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were a cannibal, which of your friends or family members would you eat first? I mean, I'm looking at them right now. I mean, you you're going to eat me first? You look delicious. Oh my God. I thought I'd at least get through the first few rounds before you got to me. <laughs> I guess it's a compliment. Yeah. Sure. All right. Let's move on to December. Violent Night is our first movie. It's coming to theaters on uh, December 2nd. And uh, this is just one of those fun twists on Christmas. Uh, It stars David Harbour as Santa. It's also got John Leguizamo and Alexis Lauder, who was great in last year's Cop Shop. And it's about a bunch of mercenaries who break into this compound, but Santa's there to kick ass and uh, looks pretty damn fun. What do you think about this? Who doesn't want this? It's like when we did Fat Man, was that yep. a year or two ago? And it was uh, Santa's an ass kicker. This one looks a little more um, like majestic or mystical as opposed to, um, you know, the um, the just bare knuckle <laughs> aspect of the last of Fat Man. Yeah. So I put that and then I put one of my favorite movies 
from a few years ago, which is Becky, because it has this young girl who I think is communicating the same way that Becky was maybe able to communicate a little with the bad guys or her parents. I don't remember, but, sure. um, but, and I like the violence in that movie. So that's where I'm hoping this one goes. Yeah. It does look like it's going to be ultra violent. And, uh, yeah, fat man of course is on the list. Bad Santa, which is of course a, uh, puzzle piece, uh, for fat man, you know, that you've got to include. And then also home alone, because it looks like, uh, our Santa is going to get very crafty with the way that he, uh, kicks everybody's asses. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny because I have another one of these, um, and I I just put uh, for a piece later in this. I don't remember what, but I didn't even mark down movies. I put the trend this year of robbers going to houses and then the people who live there just fucking them up. That yeah. is a real trend this year, right? Yeah. I wonder if that's a pandemic thing since we were all like stuck in houses for a couple of years, you know? Yeah, that, that would make sense. But I mean, cause it's single location, you know, mm -hmm. you're doing a reversal on something. Um, so we'll get back to that. But I, I noticed there's like four, four or five movies like that already this year. Yeah, absolutely. It, it makes for some fun stuff. So, uh, our next one is Four Samosas, which will be on VOD December 2nd. Uh, it's from director Ravi Kapoor. It's an Indian comedy about this loser guy who wants to stop this girl from getting married, and he hatches this plan with his friends to break up the wedding and rob his father's diamonds or something like that. Like I wasn't 100% sure what's going on here, but the reason I wanted to include this is because uh, I'm actually, uh, I, I know one of the actors in it, Sonal Shah. She was in a short film I scored uh, I went to Sundance with like 10 years ago uh, called Snooze Charlie. And so it's exciting to see her in a uh, big movie coming out. Yeah, that is exciting. So congrats to her right yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you just, you just kind of mentioned the diamond robbery. We think, uh, like uh, the lightweight version of Uncut Gems, maybe sure. not so much. Who knows? <laughs> um, there's definitely all the track suits of um, Royal Tannenbaums, but <laughs> yeah. I actually put a uh, bottle rocket as that kind of small time robbery, you know, gone awry thing. Yeah. And then uh, let me shout out uh, Nancy Savoka's True Love because it seemed like a very particular neighborhood, with very particular neighborhood types, and we did that one on Awesome Movie Year in 1989. Um, and that was a, a, a group of Italians. This is a group of Indian Americans, it looks like. Um, but I like that. I like when you get deep into a neighborhood and specific types in the neighborhood. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I remember that was one of the ones that I uh, I didn't get around to watching back in the early days of Awesome Movie Year. But uh, I'd like to watch that one of these days. Yeah, for sure. that, I remember because you were like, oh, I feel like such a Mark-ass bitch. And we were like... <laughs> You're going to learn the hard way. I can't force you to do this. You're going to have to learn. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I had Royal Ten of Bounds as well. And uh, I also had American Animals for a bunch of idiots trying to pull off a robbery. Uh, so uh, that, that is always a fun setup. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So when you guys did the 3,000 Years of Longing, how did you get the audio so clear with your heads so far up your own asses? <sighs> Uh, let's uh let's move on to emancipation which will be uh on apple tv on december 9th directed by anton fuqua it's will smith's comeback after the slap at the oscars which is uh, a ridiculous thing to need to have come back from but uh apparently it's a big deal still i don't know wait why is that why that, is that a ridiculous thing I, a man made nothing. a joke Man made a joke and he assaulted him in front of 90 million people. I, I'm not saying that's... it was okay for him to do. I'm just saying it's like, is it like, 
is it a thing to have come back from? Like, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of between the two of them. It's It clearly wasn't between the two of them because he did it on national television in yeah. front of everyone. So. I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's such a ridiculous story. But anyway, he is back one way or another. Uh, it's about a slave trying to make it across the South uh, after slavery has just come to an end. I, I think that's what's going on here. Does that sound I right? don't know if it's, I don't think it's come to an end. I think what happens is, He's a slave and he's taken away from his family and then he tries to escape back to find them again. And okay. uh, as far as slavery coming to an end, there are some civil war sequences. Maybe he's fighting okay. uh, for the North. I don't know. But yeah, what I want to say is like, I didn't see the Richard Williams thing last year, but I thought that was like a gimme, like lifetime achievement Oscar that he got for mm. that one. And it looks like this one, it looks really powerful, like the performance. And this is probably the one he should get the Oscar for. Right. But um, I could I could never see them giving him an Oscar no, this year after, no, no after that. So Anton Fuqua, you know, has made, uh, you know, Training Day and stuff like the Replacement Killers. So this shiny, pristine black and white uh, prestige movie is a totally different. Um, I think we think of stuff like 12 Years a Slave sure. and Glory, Amistad. Mm-hmm. And then I put Shawshank for that kind of character who's captured that we want to escape and hopefully finally gets there. Um, and, you know, 12 Years a Slave is a lot like that, too. Yeah, absolutely. 12 Years a Slave is on my list. And like, especially for the big Oscar-y, showy performance, you know. Uh, and then The Revenant, another big Oscar-y, showy performance. Like, it looks like Will Smith is going to be going through hell in every single scene of this movie. So, uh, you know, with Leonardo DiCaprio going for his Oscar by braving the elements and all that shit. So. And that's the one he won it for, right? He sure he did. He won it for that one. Good yep. for him. He never slapped anyone. No. <laughs> Not that we know of, but uh, all he did was have consensual sex with women in their 20s and people are pissed off about. Well, that's the worst thing you can do, Jason. So never, you know, I mean, dude, if you were in your 20s and Will and uh, uh, Leo DiCaprio was like, hey, you want to come hang out on my yacht and bang? Mm -hmm. Like, you'd probably say yes to that, right? I probably would. Yeah, there you go. So let's talk about the whale. Darren Aronofsky's latest with. Brendan Fraser, of course. Uh, it's going to be in theaters on December 9th. Uh, also stars Sadie Sink and Hong Chow. And it's about an obese, depressed man who's trying to reconnect with his daughter. And we really only got a little teaser, so it's kind of hard to go into too much about what's you know what the story is and what's going on, although it is based on a play, I believe. Um, but what do you think about this? Um, so I, it's funny you mentioned the teaser because it's like one minute, so I tried to watch like, I found something that said three minutes and all it was, was like weird music with them zooming into Brendan Fraser's face. And I was like, what, what did I just do? Um, so Dave, what do you know about Sadie Sink? Uh, I haven't seen her in anything. I don't think so. I know she's on that. Uh, uh, is it euphoria or is she on stranger things? She's on one she's of on stranger shows. things. Okay. She's really good on stranger things. Yeah. And Hong Sao has been tearing it up. Uh, oh, she, she's great. She was like my favorite part of, uh, the menu, which by the way, we are supposed to do an episode on hopefully. Yeah. We got to get there. So yeah. she's been great in a lot the last few years. Of course, everyone is rooting for Brendan Fraser, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. um, so in that regard, um, my first piece was Birdman because this reminds me of that Michael Keaton comeback that everyone wanted and like delivered and stuck the landing. And, and I mean, it seems like they stuck the landing on this one. Everyone seems to love it. Yeah. Right. 
Um, and then, you know, God, I hope, I hope it goes more that way and not the nutty professor way, but, um, you know, um, the last piece was a weird one for me because he says like, all we hear him say is like, don't you think like it's impossible for humans not to love or not to care. Right. And that felt like very American beauty to me, you know, yeah. like, uh, the ending where, yeah, I just got murdered, but all I can think about is how good everything is. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that, but that's a good one. I thought of because there's a lot of like this guy has been just a mess for a long time, and he's trying to reconnect with his daughter. I thought of things like the Glass Castle and Captain Fantastic. These stories of like messed up parents and like the family trying to connect. And the other thing I thought of was the father, um, which Anthony Hopkins just won an Oscar for. Um, which even though that's a very different kind of movie being a, you know, about dementia and all that, it all takes place in that apartment. And I'm assuming based on this teaser and based on the fact that this guy is, you know, huge and probably can't get around very often, uh, it probably does mostly take place in this one apartment. So, uh, yeah, I of well, that. Hey, uh, one, I think what we're, we're already coming on to a few movies this month that we're both looking forward to. Absolutely. Uh, next up is something I hadn't even heard of. You brought this one to my attention, but, uh, something from Tiffany's, which will be on Amazon prime on December 9th. It's, uh, another of these kind of throwback rom-coms. Uh, this one stars Zoe Deutsch, who I like, uh, also Kendrick Sampson and Ray Nichols, who I don't know, but it looks like it's about, uh, these two couples and one was supposed to get engaged with an engagement ring and the other was just getting a ring as a gift and the rings get switched and they end up meeting each getting, other. The other one was getting earrings. Earrings. Right? Okay. So, is that what it is? And yeah. 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 So then they end up meeting each other and trying to swap the gifts and then I'm gonna guess they fall in love with each other's uh, significant other it, se- it seems like they know each other already too right possibly like the, the one and the other so uh yeah that one uh earlier this year on amazon uh with uh jenny slate and uh-huh. charlie day right it feels like that in that like we have to work together to stop this but then we come together right yeah what that's that i, called, I right? want you back and yeah that's on my list too yeah all right and then this is a serendipity right like the idea of people falling in love with weird happenstances and uh you know so there's that and of course love actually breakfast at tiffany's move on in your life yeah <laughs> definitely all those old school rom-coms the other one i threw in there is uh something borrowed uh which i think i saw i don't even really remember if i've seen it but uh you know the whole couple swap thing uh so mm. that happens there so couple swapping mm-hmm it is anything more you want to tell us about that it's romantic when it happens i think that's uh, oh. is that the message of these movies i'm not spicy sure. <laughs> let's go to buzz cut another one i had no idea about until you brought it to my attention but it looks absolutely ridiculous uh this will be on vod december 13th uh it's this ridiculous slasher movie about a killer beekeeper um I, I don't really know anybody involved with it, but the YouTube description calls it Animal House meets an 80s slasher movie, which that sounds fun. So uh, the reason I brought it to your attention is because, you know, um, on Awesome Movie Year, how many times have you picked Peter Jackson now? Yes, your pick. Absolutely. Like three. And, and, and this is that kind of uh, splatter shock schlock, shall we say, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is it. This is a New Zealand uh, based film where. 
they all go into the woods together and they hear this legend of the killer beekeeper and then you know splatter splatter dismemberment uh beheading whatever it is like yeah and i just thought like this is like totally up both of our alleys in that way right so obviously dead alive was my first one the uh peter jackson film you pick there and then um i've mentioned it before the uh this is the Duplass Brothers movie Baghead, where they all go into the woods and there's like that kind of killer on the loose type thing, which I thought was a fun version of that. Sure, absolutely. Um, I went B related with both of my pieces. Uh, you know, of course, you can go with any slasher movie, but I went with Candyman because there's bees involved. Uh, and then while it has nothing to do tone wise or plot wise or anything, I went with The Wicker Man because, again, mixing horror and bees. Bees scare the shit out of me. I don't know about you, Jason. Have we ever mm, talked about my, my fear of bugs? Yeah, it's all bugs, right? Yeah, all bugs. Yeah. But bees especially. Bees mm. scare me. I don't like that. If I can give a mid-show recommendation, Dave, hmm. speaking of bees, uh, I've been watching Wednesday, the uh, Tim Burton Ooh. Wednesday Adams show uh, yeah. with uh, Jenna Ortega, who's just murdering this show she's so good in it. I and uh, yeah. uh i love it i'm two episodes in it's a fun murder mystery a good way to take a character out of uh the kind of world we know her and put her somewhere else and do it effectively but there's a whole beekeeping club in the um in the school she ends up with which is just one boy and you know at one point it uh Wednesday and her roommate end up in um, the beekeeping uh, area and the boys like this is the most females that have ever been in this place, you know, so uh, but it's really good. I, I recommend that show. Why didn't that show come out around Halloween? Dude, it sh- totally should have. I, agree. I The only thing I could think is like we associate Adam's family values, which is really Wednesday's movie hmm. with that huge sequence at the summer camp and their version of Thanksgiving, which sure. is a classic. Yeah. But I don't know other than movie nerds like, <laughs> like me, like who would be like, ah, oh, here's the, the clear connective sure. tissue. Yeah. Yeah. That's a no brainer. You put that out in, in the middle of October, dude. Come on. Yeah. I, I don't, none of this makes sense, but, uh, Anyway, uh, Avatar The Way of Water is finally happening December 16th. Of course, we'll be in theaters. (laughs) I'm just doing whatever music appears in the preview to me. It's very dramatic. Very dramatic, Jason. Uh, This movie, I I think, needs to make $2 billion or else it's an epic failure, um, which is just completely insane. But... uh, I really like the original Avatar. I mean, it's it's not great story-wise, but it is a freaking experience, and I cannot wait for this. So um, I could totally wait for this, but I did enjoy the first Avatar, not on the same level. I mean, it's it's like it's basic, but it's fine, right? Right. You know, but um, it's funny you mentioned two billion dollars. Like, I, it's funny to think that like if it doesn't get there, James Cameron could just be like, "Yeah, I'll cover the." the negative on it we'll yeah be, we'll break even yeah, i'll, sure. I'll just send, buy uh, out the tickets and send right them i'll send gifts. an entire country <laughs> you know what country doesn't have it you know we'll just send luxembourg to the movies this week or yeah. france i know he's there sometimes but um yeah this one looks very moana-ish you know okay. what i mean yeah so like your people are from the water. We must find them and get your powers, whatever. I don't know. I don't even know if that's what Moana was anymore. <laughs> uh, and then there's that whole, like, finding someone who's lost. So finding Nemo I put in there. And uh, 
So throw it back to uh, awesome movie year again. This is all about environment and protecting and, um, you know, kind of cherishing the environment. So uh, Baraka, our, uh, the documentary pick from 92, I think is a good one for that. I so. think Baraka is a great pick. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think I actually brought it up on our Avatar Missing Pieces episode of Piecing It Together. Um because, yeah, absolutely. It's like just a look into this uh, amazing world that just doesn't seem like it could possibly be real is how I would describe Baraka. And, uh, but it actually is, whereas, of course, Pandora is not. But, uh, yeah, for pieces, I put in Aliens because uh, even though James Cameron was taken over from Ridley Scott with the sequel to Alien, um, he did take it and, like, run with it, uh, building out the mythology and creating all these new elements and story parts that could be, uh, you know, expanded into a whole world of new movies after that point, which, of course, is what he's hoping to do with this one, with Avatar 3, 4, or 5. Um, and then the other one I had, uh, this movie seems to be very big on family, so I put Fast and Furious. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, aside from jo that being, like, kind of a joke, it actually is kind of true, because each Fast and Furious movie has upped the ante so much with, like, special effects and just going over as over the top as you possibly can with a blockbuster like it you know this is going to push everything forward in all those kind of technical ways yeah when i think of uh movies that push cinema forward i think of the fast and the furious series too. you really should jason you should they're just they're incredible come on man i would never let you eat me <laughs> Let's go to the apology, which is coming also December 16th uh, on AMC Plus, which I didn't even know that this uh, station had movies. But uh, dude, AMC Plus is great. Really? I have it. Of course, it has movies. It has um, it's got IFC and Shudder. So it gets all those movies okay. and uh, they premiere some on there. AMC Plus is a no brainer, dude. Come I on. genuinely had no idea. But uh, this, of course, stars Anna Gunn from Breaking Bad. So I guess it kind of makes sense why it would end up there. But uh it, it looks pretty damn good. It's uh, it's about this woman who, after her daughter's disappearance, this guy shows up at her house. Uh, it's it's her estranged brother, and it seems to be uh, suggesting that he may have been uh, responsible for it. Although they're kind of keeping it close to the vest. I'm not quite. I sure. I didn't get that. You really? and I are watching different previews. This is what I got. She had her daughter kidnapped 20 years ago mm -hmm. and then this guy comes maybe it's the brother and he's like hey if i know who's responsible what do you want to do with this person that's okay. what i got so maybe there's an element that he's that we find out the brother is part of it but i i got it as more of those like you know hey uh i found the guy let's go fuck him up type thing okay right? see i thought he was suggesting that it was him like that's what mm. i got which is maybe a little darker than what it really is but i'm not sure yeah, so um, this takes place in a very small, um, uh, snow-covered, um, what do I even want to call it, a village, maybe? It's like a... Well, I read somewhere, because I, I read a little bit more about the movie after the fact, and I believe they are actually just straight-up trapped in the house for the majority of the runtime. So Okay, so there you the go. That, yeah. Yet, yet again, there's another where the movie where they get the robber and then beat the shit out of the robber. Yeah. Sadly, in this case, they robbed him of a child. Um, yeah. So so the Wolf of Snow Hollow, um, the Jim Cummings movie, because of the snow and the um, inability to utilize outside services to 
solve or uh you know uh make a problem exacerbate a problem i guess you know so um and then i put all those movies like i said you know where they get the robber and kick their ass and then there's a bunch of tv shows where like i remember in the sopranos where uh dr melfi um finds her rapist and she could get like tony to like murder him or in six feet under after michael c hall's character gets robbed he goes to visit the guy at uh gunpoint or on um rescue me they find out the guy who hit kid and then um you know uh lenny clark goes and uh does a murder on him so just just things like that you know yeah well speaking of rescue me i had the ref considering this takes place at christmas and someone's probably going to get tortured here so uh mm. you know so we got that one awesome movie or style and uh also, you know, people trapped in a house because of a storm, and so uh, they, they, no one else can really interfere with the action happening in that house. So, I don't know, I couldn't think of, like, a really good example of that, but this year's Bodies, Bodies, Bodies also kind of had that, so maybe not an influence, but... Uh, an, an example of people yeah. trapped in a house and just... Like panic room style thing, exactly. You mean, or it, well, yeah. but but nobody else can get in because of the storm outside. So, oh right, right. You, you know gotcha. what I mean. So yeah, yeah. Sure. so yeah. I don't know. This one looks fun. Uh, I'm I'm interested in it. I don't know about fun. I don't know. But... I think I think uh, fun in a dark way. But I don't know. I want to see it. The next one I actually have already seen. Uh, Bardo, False Chronicles of a Handful of Truths. It's the new Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu film. Uh, it'll be on Netflix December 16th um, and is just a completely uncompromising self-reflection of the, uh, the fallout of getting too successful too fast and not feeling like anybody accepts him anymore, um, whether that be Hollywood, other filmmakers, his home country, Mexico, like any of it. And, uh, you know, it's not getting very good reviews. I also did not really like it too much. What do you think about the trailer? So, yeah, out of all these movies this year that is like auteur filmmaker making movie about how they feel about their life now or before, this is getting the worst feedback. Yeah. Um, the trailer looks amazing to me. I, yeah. I mean, you know. I, I was so I had, on board with the trailer. Totally on board. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely like this spectacle of like a fear and loathing in Las Vegas, which um, is another auteur story. Right. And yeah. then. You know, you pick any one of these movies um, that uh, that you want from directors uh, doing their service to their childhood or whatever it is, you know. So I went with the uh, the 400 blows for that. Okay, right on. Uh, Yeah, I I think you could definitely go with like any of those. And uh, as far as puzzle pieces, I mean, I I don't think I'm doing an episode, but if I was, you know, Synecdoche, New York would come up. Um, it's very Charlie Kaufman ish. And, uh, I, I joked with a friend of the show, Chris Cranock, that, uh, that this is Charlie's probably the only person who would like this movie. And, uh, he said that he wouldn't like it because he'd be jealous that Netflix gave, uh, so much money to make it. But, uh, Related to Charlie Kaufman, I also thought of Michelle Gondry as the science of sleep um, because there's like so much imagination and like dreams and nightmares kind of coming alive within this movie. And uh, there's a lot to it. I I just think it's just kind of got away from him. It's just too much movie all just packed into the very long runtime. And it's uh, too long, right? Yeah. I mean, which is a thing we come back to. And 
just seems like people are aren't connecting with this one yeah as opposed to like the fablemans or armageddon time or something you yeah. know and even armageddon time we mentioned like maybe it's polarizing but it definitely has a lot of fans yeah so. Absolutely. No one seems to like this one, but maybe yeah. that's what he was going for. Who yeah, that, that is absolutely true. Next up is I Want to Dance with Somebody, December 21st in theaters, the Whitney Houston biopic uh, from director Cassie Lemons, who made Harriet a couple of years ago uh, and stars Naomi Aki as Whitney Houston and looks exactly like every other musician biopic we've gotten. Recently. Yeah, this has to stop. This This <laughs> genre has to stop. It's gotten away from us. Right. Like I was thinking back to like, you know, walk the line or Ray or mm -hmm. something. And, um, you know, at least they tried to present conflict in them. And now it's just karaoke song, you yeah. know, version like, dude, we all love Whitney Houston. She's dope. No doubt about it. Right. But what is the movie? Right. Um, and every time, like, I mean, you know, every time one of these actors wins an award, like, I think they pushed it even further with Remy Malik winning the award for Freddie Mercury because right. he doesn't actually do the singing there, yeah. you know? So, like, <laughs> we're just moving in a genre where it's, like, sing along and there's no story. And the, the preview is, like, um, you know, the conflict at one point is the only conflict in the preview is Clive Davis says, you got to give him a hook. And then she says, <laughs> oh, I'll give him a hook. And it's like, that's the fucking conflict. She... Whitney Houston needs to figure out a hook for one song. Like that's a footnote in every single musician's career. Like right. this has to stop. This isn't a movie, is it? It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And I, I really do think Bohemian Rhapsody is the number one reason for this happening. Like, and also the, another thing that this does that that did is it kind of seems like it centers around that one big concert. And then we'll kind of like go back to flashes of other scenes, but it all is going to come back to that. Uh, which sure. Which we Super saw. Bowl, right. Right. And we saw in purple rain. Back, yeah. You know, that's going true. Back to 1984. And yeah. We've, we could just keep mentioning these things. We know that they're, we know what they are. There's probably 10 more in development right now. Yeah. And the second we get to like um, the smash mouth one, I'm leaving the country and the industry forever. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to see that one either. I, I agree. Uh, let's go to Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, uh, December 21st in theaters. I was just telling you. I am. Puss in Boots. <laughs> that was a good impression. That was really good. I, I was just telling Josh and you during our last awesome movie recording that everybody is saying this movie is just amazing. And uh, I am very excited to watch it. I actually started it yesterday. I got a screener of it and I haven't gotten to finish it yet. But um, Antonio Banderas is having so much fun fun in this role and i'm i didn't watch the shrek movies i'm not familiar with them i didn't even really realize that this version of the character was a spinoff of that until uh just like yesterday the day before seeing some of these reviews um i don't know this, this movie looks fun though so yeah of course it was all the shrek ones and then they spun this out to his own thing it does look fun and i'm glad that it's getting good feedback i hope it is fun I do feel like we've seen this story 700 times, even in, um, you know, this kind of version of it. Right. So like, uh, obviously there's the Zorro thing that mm -hmm. Puss in Boots, you know, kind of brings, but like this whole idea of like superhero down on his luck, not a superhero anymore past his prime. I mean, it's the Incredibles. Right. Mm -hmm. And then even this year we saw like superhero down on his luck, couldn't get the job done. Gets a ragtag group of uh, 
you know, helpers to save the day. That's light year. So like story-wise, not excited at all. Hopefully they execute it more like the Incredibles than light year. Fair enough. I'm surprised you didn't bring up Logan because that was going to be my first piece here as the grizzled old version of Puss in Boots. Because he, uh, he seems real. Oh my God. If they bury Puss in Boots at the end of this thing. <laughs> just, <laughs> just slice him right through the chest. <laughs> Can I just tell you, uh, this is a true story. One time, uh, me and Matt Markman, who's another comedian, we took our kids, my daughter and his son, to the My Little Pony movie, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not a good movie. Spoiler. FYI. <laughs> sure. Um, but at one point, all the po- ponies go underwater. And Matt turns to me and he goes, wouldn't it be great if they all drowned? And that was the end of the movie right there. And I go, this is how I know we're both comedians, because at this moment, I was thinking the exact same thing. (laughs) Perfect. That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I don't know. I'm very excited uh, to finish watching. What were your other pieces? I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, you're fine. Uh, Just Desperado, you know, but uh, of course. The Eagle song, right? Yeah, definitely. That's exactly what I meant by that. Yeah. Let's go to Babylon, the new Damien Chazelle film in theaters December 23rd, an epic Hollywood movie set during the 20s about some big dreamers who get in over their head. Uh, stars Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, and Diego Calva. Uh, also, Tobey Maguire's in there. What'd you think about this one? Uh, if we start watching it now, we might be done in time. For <laughs> yeah. the, so, uh, notoriously long runtime, correct? Yes, so. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So look, it looks it looks great. Like I mean, you know, as far as I'm not excited for the runtime. I am yeah. excited for the people involved with it and the look of it. Um, there's definitely feels of like Moulin Rouge on one end mm-hmm. and the Wolf of the and the Wolf of Wall Street. And I'm not just saying that because of Margot Robbie, but just the excess and the decadence yeah. of. Um, and then you know you go to this kind of. Um, world of L.A. in the past and movies, and I think I I mean. I'm going to use the Cohen brothers as a piece because I could go with Barton Fink. Mm-hmm. I could go with, you know, Lebowski in some ways of like um, uh, stuff, but it, it, it just felt like uh, a lot of good things that I hope add up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you could also go with hail Caesar, which was going to be one yes. of my pieces. Uh, and it's funny when I first was thinking hail Caesar, I was like, wait, let me double check. Was that the twenties? And I looked it up and uh, no, it was the fifties, but Actually, the original version of the script was written to take place in the 20s, and then they changed it for whatever reason. So that's an interesting little tidbit there. But uh, yeah, that is that is. uh, We're in the middle of 1953 season on Awesome Movie Year, and uh, I'm not having uh, much reverence (laughs) for the 1950s as the time of movies right now. Not your favorite year, but uh, you know, there's fun stuff coming. So uh, yeah, I also had Wolf of Wall Street, also The Great Gatsby. You know, anything that deals with excess. Um, yeah so agreed next up is women talking which will be in theaters on december 23rd it's sarah polly's first film in years and uh, has a huge cast that includes jesse buckley claire foy francis mcdormand uh rooney mara also ben wishaw's in it uh, about a group of women from a religious cult who are trying to decide on what to do after they realize that the men of the cult have been drugging and assaulting them at night I actually got to see this already, and uh, it's pretty damn good. Um, it's very heavy, as you would imagine. Yeah, Sarah Polly's great. We, yeah. we, I mean, dude, that um, stories, stories of us is that the one her documentary? That's one of the 
better documentaries of the last 20 years, I'd say. Right. Uh, stories about us, whatever it's called. But um, yeah, my worry with this was from what I had heard, it was like they escape and then it's like, you know, one of those kind of like we talked about with Causeway, like, is it just the play of like four or five women sitting around and talking? But from the preview, it seemed like more action than that or like more circumstances, situational stuff. Spoiler alert. It very well could have been a play. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, it's women talking. That, that's yeah. the, the movie. Women, really women be talking. One yeah. of my favorite <laughs> Def Jam setups. But it's uh, they're they're all really great performances though. So I mean, it, it's no, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I mean, any of those kind of um, escape from the cult. Uh, what's the Elizabeth Olsen one? Marcy Mary May Martha Victoria. May Marcy Marlene, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. I like I that like movie. That. That's a good one. Um, I think the the space reminded me of. Um, heaven's gate like going out and capturing a new land and then it all goes wrong from there mm-hmm. and then uh the handmaid's tale of course yeah absolutely gotta have that in there i also thought of doubt the philip seymour hoffman and meryl streep and uh there's none trying to decide whether it's the right thing to accuse this priest of uh possibly doing something uh, horrible. And then uh, I also, this might be kind of out there, but if I was to do an episode on it, I would have used this as a puzzle piece, Reservoir Dogs, um, because it is a single location where all these people, after some horrible stuff has gone down, are trying to decide what to do next. And uh, no one can agree with each other and a lot of arguing going on and uh, no one could decide who's right and who's wrong. So, And of course, Francis McDormand cuts off someone's ear. <laughs> That's right. Definitely. Uh, Our last movie of the month is another one I've already seen. It's White Noise, the new Noah Baumbach film, an adaptation of an absolutely bizarre Don DeLillo novel. Uh, It'll be in theaters and Netflix December 25th. Probably a very small theater release, I'm guessing. But uh, it has to do with this airborne toxic event that happens. And all kinds of weird, heavily movie-inspired stuff happens as the family tries to uh, go for safety and shelter. And uh, it's bizarre, not like anything else I've seen out of Noah Baumbach. Yeah, I mean, people love the book. Um, and, you know, the the Airborne Toxic event, I, I hear, takes place sometime around midnight. <clears throat> sometime. Did you get the joke even, Dave? <laughs> I, I did, yeah. All right. They're, they're good. So, yeah. That's uh, the only song uh, of theirs I know, but, you know. Yeah, well, then I made it, so it's a, you know, accessible yeah. joke there. That's right. So, yeah, this, like, I don't want to choose Bombac as a piece on himself, right? But the relationships felt as uncomfortable as, like, the squid and the whale mm-hmm. with the uh, divorce and, you know, being with new partners and stuff. But I'm not going to use that. It's funny. I think you meant, did you mention War of the Worlds? I did. I had War of the Worlds in there. As a, I don't have it on my list, but I absolutely could have. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. And then um, my other one, I put um, Little Miss Sunshine because it does seem as um, as uh, serious as the event might be. It does seem like a wacky family uh, in the uh, car together for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Little Miss Sunshine belongs on this list. Um, instead of War of the Worlds, I had Independence Day as my version of some big giant event that everyone's trying to evacuate yeah. from. Uh, and then the other piece I had... 
uh, is The Dead Don't Die, Jim Jarmusch's, like, very bizarre, jaded, lackadaisical version of a zombie movie, um, which, you know, this definitely takes, like, that kind of blockbuster and turns it kind of indie and weird, you know? So I like it, Dave. Yeah. I like it. I like it great movie uh, i'm really excited to watch it again to be honest but uh yeah that that's the uh the end of our list for december there there's a bunch of other movies we were discussing possibly doing but they're like i said in limited and they'll be you know getting pushed to january for uh for the release and all that stuff i know you wanted to talk about senior the uh the documentary that's uh gonna be on netflix i'm really excited about it it's robert downey jr showcasing robert downey senior right as yeah. um as you know, um, and many people, I mean, probably people listening to this, but many people might not know what a prolific and important filmmaker he was, right? Yeah. Um, so, and it's Chris Smith doing his first uh, documentary in a while. Of course, we love him from uh, Awesome Movie Year because of American Movie. So, um, yeah, it's it looks uh, cool. And, uh, you know, there were definitely puzzle pieces I uh, put down for that one which included uh, the death of Dick Long, for which was, was that last year? That was a good documentary about playing with the form of documenting someone's um, impending death, I guess sure. you would call it, right? Yeah. And I also put down um, Boyhood, the excellent uh, movie uh, by Richard Linkletter, because this is about a father and a son whose relationship changes over the years, and maybe we get to see a good amount of that. Right on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, I haven't watched enough uh, documentaries this year. That is definitely one that I will try to uh, catch up on. So yeah, it looks great. A few other movies I'll just kind of shout out, but we've actually already recorded episodes on them. Uh, our most recent episode of Piecing It Together at this time of recording is Glass Onion, which is only out in 600 theaters for one week, but we'll hit Netflix later this month in December. So uh, that is a December release. Also, uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is just fantastic, and uh, we have an rec episode recorded on that. And then Empire of Light, the new Sam Mendes film, which, eh, uh, kind of disappointing. But, you know, we'll talk about that on the episode. He's a little boy in a Pinocchio! <laughs> I almost kept it on the list just so you could uh, <laughs> do that. So It's sad. Uh, Empire of Light is another one of these kind of like auteur filmmakers making a movie about his experience loving movies and this is one that is missing a lot uh with a lot of people as well so no one really seems to like that one it kind of has similar problems to bardo honestly in that it's just it's too much movie there's just too much happening and uh he should have kind of narrowed in on one thing and it might have been a lot better because he's still a great filmmaker you know yeah i mean it's uh it's interesting because that's theatrical but you could see auteur streaming just put on whatever and you can see these bloated things but um <laughs> i don't know i don't know what to tell you dave well jason is there something you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners well yeah this is the problem i recommended wednesday already and there's been so much crap out there that i don't mm -hmm. know what's good dave what have i watched that's good lately i mean i'm enjoying the new season of the white lotus i guess i'll go with that yeah we're watching it too it's great so yeah good recommendation and i i think we will get around to wednesday sometime soon too so 
Uh, Jason, tell them about Awesome Movie Year. We know that 53 isn't exactly your favorite, but... Uh, it, it's not, but on? that doesn't mean that the season isn't a right. good season. I think the season might be in some ways better because it's me uh, trashing Josh all the time. <laughs> yeah. He's defending these movies. And Josh, you know, has well-thought-out defenses. I just... Uh, uh, I, I haven't had a season where I have not enjoyed this many movies uh, uh, consecutively, I'd say. so. Yeah. But that's okay. Like I said, I think it's important that we look at all these different se- things and why something like this doesn't work for me as opposed to why something like 67 does is an interesting experiment. And um, I do think it's a good season. So I'm going to vouch for awesome movie year 1953. Um, And, um, and I hope people who disagree with me all tell me like why I'm an idiot, why I have my head up my ass. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's what's going on in awesome movie year. You know where to find us awesome movie year on all the socials, awesome movie pod on, Twitter, any of Dave's stuff. Uh, Still running the trivia party every Monday night at the MGM Grand Losers Lounge if you want to come out and come play. And uh, look out for Eat This Comedy. More stuff coming. And if you want to uh, help me fund a movie, just uh, DM me and uh, I'll tell you where to send money. (laughs) That's the best possible plug. Just send me money. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I'll give you the pitch and everything. We're trying to make a movie is what I'm saying. And then you guys could tell me uh, how bad my movie is. There you go. I'm Josh Bell. And I'm Jason Harris, and we co-host a podcast called Awesome Movie Year. Each season, we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. We deep dive into these specific years, and we pick out why they were such great years for films. We go over the biggest hits, the biggest flops, the best picture, and some personal picks, some cult classics, Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003, 1977, and 1984, and we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about some of the movies coming in December. Thank you to Jason, as always, for joining me on that, and thank you to you for listening. If you're enjoying what we do here on Piecing It Together, make sure you are subscribed. We have so many episodes on the way, and uh, if you're subscribed, you'll find out about them as soon as they come out. Uh, We've got, of course, The Fablemans coming up this coming Friday, and a lot of other episodes in the can ready to go, so uh, lots of podcasts coming your way. Uh, We'd appreciate your five-star rating and review, so uh, if you really like the show... Listen, subscribe, maybe even share, but also rate and review. That would be awesome. You can also uh, sign up for our Patreon. We have the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, from Awesome Movie Year, Jason's podcast, and from my music career. Speaking of which, uh, I mentioned at the top of the show, I have my new album coming out, more content, which will be up for pre-order this Friday, December 2nd. Uh, You can get it on Bandcamp. It's Bandcamp Friday, and they will not take a cut, so that's like the best way to order it. But if you want to get a little sneak preview of the album uh there is a full-length album commentary where you can hear the whole album and hear me talking over it and telling some stories about the making of it uh that is on the patreon right now so you can hear all the music right now uh just with me talking over it and i will be posting that as a uh, regular piecing it together episode a special bonus episode at the end of the month uh when the album comes out but uh, you can check that out now early on the Patreon. It's be produced by David Rosen Patreon, patreon.com slash by David Rosen. 
And speaking of that album, More Content, let's play a song from More Content. I'm going to play the title track. It's sort of the title track. It's, uh, it's called More, and uh, it's a stand-in for a title track, I guess. But uh, this is the track that plays in the background of the teaser video that I posted last week. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. I, I worked really hard at making this song happen. It was an idea that I had... Ever since the last album, it was just like one of the first things I started working on after I finished the last album, and I knew it had to be the title track and like the first track on the album. It introduces the album, and uh, I'm excited to share it. I hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back with more piecing it together real soon. West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.